Thanks for tuning into the Jesus Affirms Me podcast, affectionately known as The Jam. My name is Audrey and I'm your host. I invite you to click the subscribe button if you haven't already done so, do it now. And also follow the Jesus Affirms Me page on Instagram at Jesus Affirms Me. I can't wait to connect with you. Welcome, enjoy the show, and remember that Jesus loves you. All right, y'all. So welcome back to the Jesus Affirms Me podcast. We are continuing on in our Jesus Affirms Women series, and I'm so excited for the guest that I have today. Her name is Carlisha Vice, and I've known Carlisha for about eight years. And since I've known her, and this might be a surprise to you, Carlisha, because I don't know if you knew I was going to say this or not, but um, since I've, I've known her, she's always been a gifted speaker and leader natural encourager. She's a go-getter. Um, sis, she she pray about it and then she just go for it. And so that's one of the things that I admire about you. Another thing that I admire about you is that you have this, this ministry, for lack of better words, I don't know if you call it a ministry, <laughs> but <laughs> you have this ministry called Christ and Coffee, um, which I love. And uh, I'll allow an opportunity for you to tell us a little bit about what that is. But right now, I just want to welcome you to the Jesus Affirms Me podcast. So thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know you <laughs> thought that of me. I, I totally didn't. I, uh, it's the speaker for me, but I'm here, you know. Uh, <laughs> thank you for having me. Thank you for your kind words and your continued friendship throughout all these years. Eight years has been a long time. So that is a long time. Oh my it God. Fast. It is. It went by really fast. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so the the title of today's episode is Christ, Coffee, and Affirmed in Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, because we really want to highlight one, what you're doing as a woman in ministry, but then also we want to just point it back to Jesus and how he has affirmed us or is confirming us or validating us, you know, all of that stuff is what we want to to highlight. So I've talked a little bit about who you are, but is there anything else that you want the listeners to know about you? Uh, I, I think you summed it up really well. I mean, other than me as a professional, I'm a career advisor, so I support people with finding employment. Um, and and funding to obtain credentials to go into employment. And then, you know, I have Christ and Coffee that is we praying for. Um, I recently did start (laughs) a platform, so to speak, Mm -hmm. uh, called Love V, where um, the motto is to live, to love, to inspire all, um, live and inspire life love. And so what I try to do on that platform is just encourage people to love on themselves. Well, love God Mm -hmm. first, love on yourself, and then in turn love others and so that platform is uh in its budding stage it's in that that small stage where it's um i'm getting it off the ground but um otherwise i think you summed summed it up pretty well okay cool um i love that the love be inspiring others to you know love god love themselves and love others because i think it's so important especially nowadays where, you know, self-care is really big, you know, I'm really mm-hmm. glad that people are getting into that and um, mental health is really big, you know, and I, those are just a lot of forms of, you know, caring for yourself and learning how to love yourself despite, you know, whatever your issues are. And then I feel like once you can get to a place where you genuinely love God, love yourself, then you can, you know, love other people because you're coming from such a healthy, healthy space. So yeah, absolutely. That is awesome. And mm-hmm. I look forward to whatever is going to come out of that because like I said, you're a go-getter out here. And so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm sure it's gonna be great. Yeah. All right. Thanks. 
Um, thank you for sharing that. So now I want to move into your salvation story. So I usually try to start off each episode with just asking people to just give us a little bit about how you came to know Jesus. Like, what was that like for you? Um, you know, what were the struggles that you may have had in that? But, you know, ultimately you were able to get to salvation, finding salvation in Jesus. So if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I heard about Jesus for a little while and then I met him, I believe, I always use the number nine years old, so we're going to stick to that. Um, (laughs) At that age, for some reason, I was going through um, just issues with self-worth and value and feeling like I have no value to anybody I'm connected to. So what's the point in living? And so Mm -hmm. um, although I knew the word of God and I had been brought up around the word of God, I never actually had an encounter with Jesus until this particular day. I was um, at home and I went into one of the bathrooms and I came up, the devil be so busy. Even when Mm -hmm. you're a child, I, I literally envisioned a process of me going, you know, committing suicide in this bathroom. And so I got all my tools together and I got in this bathroom and looked myself in the mirror and just began to follow through on it. And um, as I followed through on it, I just heard a loud voice within that said, stop, it won't be like this always. And so I just broke down crying and um, I just couldn't believe it. And so I walked out of there And I just sat down and listened. And I just kept hearing in my spirit that life won't always be like this. Life won't always be like this. And so that's kind of what carried me. And that's when I started like getting curious, like, okay, who is this? Who is this that stopped me, you know, from taking my life or finds my life valuable enough to to Mm -hmm. stop me, you know, in the act and and remind me that things won't always be this way. And so that's kind of when my journey started and I became uh, super committed to my faith and relationship with God and in time he just continued to reveal himself to me throughout life um so that that's pretty much where it started wow nine years old yeah I was young I was a little chicken a little little chicken (laughs) (laughs) you know but what I think though about your story is well one I appreciate your transparency um that's for one so thank you for that And two, just to highlight, you know, even as kids in our young age to struggle with struggling with Mm self-worth and feeling invaluable and like, man, what is this? What is life? Because a lot of young kids today, you know, I mean, these kids, we hear stories all the time about kids committing suicide because of bullying or they're struggling with whatever, whatever they're struggling with. And they just feel like they just can't take it no more. And I just think that it's so important for us to highlight like what you know the encounter that you had like it won't be like this always and if we could push that message you know like even though you're going through a season where you feel like you know what is life why am I living I don't need to be here for you to have that intervention like it will not always be like this and I'm sure that there were other times in your life it's not like you you know you had that revelation at nine and then you never struggled anymore you know because I feel like even when we commit to Jesus and even when we receive salvation, we still struggle sometimes. Oh, yeah. Um, and, you know, I just think that as Christian people, we sometimes need to say that we need to share that in our story. Like we struggle, but God saves me. Wow. OK, so nine years old, you had that that revelation. You've been rocking with Jesus ever since. I feel like once you receive salvation, like there's really no venturing out of it, really, unless mm-hmm. it's like a. If you just be like, okay, this Jesus thing, (laughs) you know, you just completely denounce Jesus, you know? Right. Yeah. Definitely walked away for sure for a good clean couple years. 
not completely, but you know, I did. I just was like, God, I'm done. I'm I'm moving on. Mm. So yeah, I definitely had one of those. So what brought you back? I felt incomplete. I felt like there was a void. I felt like um, my life was missing what I needed to survive. Like relationship with Jesus, I found was not just something that, um, it wasn't just something that I just did for fun or a hobby. Like it was essential to my livelihood. I needed it to mm. survive um, because that's what my relationship thrived on, his validation, his support, you know, um, him being in my life and being such a, a major part of my life. That, that That's how I thrived. That's how I moved forward in life. That's how I kept on put, keeping on, you know? And so when mm-hmm. I just completely walked away from that, looking for validation and support and love and um, everything else in the earth, I couldn't find it in the way I did in Christ. So that that made me go back because it didn't matter what everybody else was doing or how I was affected, you know, by things in life or what I thought I wanted. I knew that I needed Jesus. So, yeah, mm, yeah I came come back. On. Mm-hmm, I came back to <laughs> that's a word Todd thank God that he's he always welcomes us back you know yeah we even when we're walking back with our head down and our tail between our legs he's he's welcoming us back with open arms so mm-hmm. thank God for that yeah all right Carlisha thank you so much for sharing that with us now <laughs> if you could just give us a little more info on the Christ and Coffee ministry yeah so Christ and Coffee was originally created for me Um, It was created for my own accountability. I just, I wanted to get in my word early in the morning. I wanted to wake up and have quiet time with God before um, I went out, you know, into my workday or whatever the case may be. And um, I created it as kind of like that accountability partner to say, hey, you need to record on Saturday morning. So you better be in your word throughout the week. And it really mm-hmm. um, helped me in that sense. But as I continued in Christ and Coffee, I started June 2019 in Christ and Coffee. And as I continued on and sat back and reevaluated and sat with God about it, I began to realize that my whole goal for Christ and Coffee um, or what I have been aiming to accomplish is helping individuals cultivate their relationship with Christ. Um, I don't know why, but so many people, the first, when they hear that I'm a Christian or when they hear me openly speak about my faith, the first thing they start telling me is why they decided to leave the faith, why they don't want to be a Christian. Um, And it's usually something that happened externally, you know, somebody, something that happened and they had certain expectations that didn't follow through the way they wanted. And so on the platform, I really try to address the things that I find people struggle with most. Um, when they're talking about their faith or how they're navigating it. And I try to provide um, ways through God's word and through my own personal experience to help them cultivate their relationship with God outside of all the external noise happening around them. So that's kind of what Christ and Coffee was built on. And that's that's what it's been accomplishing. Okay, that's what's up. So I mentioned when I was introducing you that I thought that you were a gifted speaker and leader. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) these are just gifts as an outsider looking in that I picked up on early in me getting to know you right and I feel like you're using these gifts now in this way like in this ministry and in your you know love thee where you're inspiring people but how like have you come to realize that this gift that God has given you could be used in this manner like are you seeing it like okay God I see that you've given my gift and this is how you want me to use it or how are you navigating that 
Um, I, I guess I've kind of come into that realization more recently um, because this this carries over into every aspect of my life. Doors have opened up in my profession and my personal life through Christ and Coffee. Um, when I speak, you know, being able to speak and share and lead has really been the um, common denominator in every aspect of my life. So I think I'm finally getting to the point where I'm not denying this. You know, and being like, okay, God, you, you, I see it now. Um, <laughs> but even with Christ and Coffee and, and having the opportunity to speak in the way that God has allowed me to and has prepared me to is what I really would like to say. Because when I first became saved and I got in my church and started taking my salvation seriously, you know, my pastor at the time, he would put me in the pulpit a lot to teach a lot mm. to preach a lot to share I did Sunday sermons youth groups evangelizing spearheading those things so I guess he could see the gift and then he cultivated it so um, I believe mm. God has prepared me um, up until this point but even with that Christ and Coffee really does give me a unique opportunity to share his word um, to a, a, to a group of people that I normally wouldn't be able to reach um, and he's really strengthening that gift in me for whatever other purpose he has for it. So um, it's doing what it's supposed to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so have you seen where you use utilizing your you know, social media platform for the Christ and Coffee? Have you seen where people have reached out to you to like say, oh, my gosh, like, you know, this is what I was feeling or, you know, this word was right on time. You know, you're influencing, you know, where I am in my walk like. How has that been for you? Have you, do you feel like you've touched lives? Oh my goodness. So there was two Christ and Coffee episodes I did. One was around anxiety. Um, and that one I mm -hmm. cried. I hadn't cried on camera at all before. And I, I broke down in front of all these mm. folks. But the, the fact that <laughs> I had the crying face, it made people curious. But when people came, uh -huh. I really found that people struggle with anxiety a lot. And I didn't realize mm. that I was fighting anxiety for so long. Um, but the more God has dealt with me, the more I realize that it has been a, a thing that has tried to attach itself to me from my, throughout my life. And so uh, in sharing that, so many people reached out to me talking about anxiety and fear and how um, the, the practical steps that I share really helped them with working through that anxiety. And they were thankful for my transparency. And then I did an episode on the Proverbs 31 woman, which was my most popular it um, received 1500 mm -hmm. views and a lot of women, wow. yeah, a lot of women reached out to me, um, just extending friendship, um, extending um, like gratitude. Uh, I even have, I have a friend that's uh, back in the Bahamas now. And um, he was like, I got to send you these voice messages that I get in my DMs about your Christ and coffees from these girls in the Bahamas, mm. you know, and I wow. listen to them and they're like, yo, this girl is talking. She's good, you know? And so they're, they're saying, give me feedback. Cause you know, I, I guess I brought a different perspective to the Proverbs 31 woman that people haven't heard before. And so sharing mm -hmm. her in that light, um, it, it really did get a lot of feedback and positive support to encourage people. So yeah, it, 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 it does a little something every so often, but you know, we keep going in hopes that it reaches more people. So, so what advice then can you offer to someone who may be trying to figure out how to use their gifts to bless others? Mm -hmm. Pray, 
pray. And if you're not really clear about your gift and seek God out, he will provide opportunity to you in your day-to-day life to acknowledge the gift that maybe you can't see clearly um, and to exercise that gift. And I think that's an important Mm -hmm. thing too, to exercise the gift. Um, Because even though, you know, gifts are given without repentance, they still need to be strengthened and cultivated and so forth and so on. So um, allow Mm -hmm. yourself to go through that process and um, give your gifts back to God and let him use it. I think we have a certain way or a certain perspective for how we want to be used that we limit ourselves from what God wants, from how God wants to lead us. You know, it reminds me of Joseph. Joseph was a natural born leader, but not in the space that God had him. He had bigger plans for his leadership um, and his gift of leadership. Mm -hmm. And so although he had to navigate a rocky road to get to that space by him not limiting himself to where he was, you know, and allowing himself to, or, you know, pretty much being submissive to the experience God gave him. And maybe David would be an even better example from his shepherding to his kingship, you know, allowing yourself to be open to the process of how God wants to use those gifts and the way he wants to use it. It'll blow your mind, you know, um, how much you'll grow as a person, how much your gift will grow and how impactful it'll be in the earth. So trust God, let him use it how he wants to give it back to God and cultivate it in the day-to-day spaces that you're in. Mm, Come on. I know that's right. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) No, no, that's a word. Um, And I agree. I agree. Uh, One thing I would add just in this day and Mm -hmm. age is, you know, uh, or two things actually, um, in addition to what you Mm -hmm. said, you know, ask your, your community, like the people that you're around that you trust, like what, thing do they see in you that you're good at because sometimes people are really good at pointing it out even though you may not Mm -hmm. see it you know what I'm saying um so I think that's really important and then two it's it's so easy to these these days to create a platform for you to exercise that gift so like you were saying like you know cultivate it you know look for opportunities to say okay you know what I enjoy talking let me start up this podcast and see Mm -hmm. yep yep (laughs) see what see what happens with it but you know I just think that there's so many opportunities now with technology for us to just test stuff out and I'm a big person on you know if if it, if you want to try something you're like okay I think I might be good at this let me give it a shot and it doesn't work out then you know keep it moving you know try something else you know because sometimes gifts are a little harder to to kind of yeah. find like you could be good at something but maybe that's not the thing that you're supposed to be doing and so like maybe you just enjoy doing that as a hobby but what is this thing and how can I cultivate it yeah. so and I th- think those too are really um looking back on um my whole life like looking back on some of the consistent things that have occurred in my life speaking has been one dealing with young people mm-hmm. has been one Jesus has been a consistent mm-hmm. factor Um, And leadership has and leadership, speaking, youth, none of that ever left me throughout my entire life, you know, and so even taking the time to just kind of think about that consistent thing that you have just been drawn to in every aspect, if it's volunteering, if it's schoolwork, if it's, you know, because sometimes there's just that commonality that you you'll see throughout your life that'll kind of be a good indication of um, of that gift, too. But, yeah, I, I think what you said was great as well. Yeah. And what's interesting is when I said in the beginning that I thought that you were a gifted speaker and leader, (laughs) 
you were you were acting all surprised or whatnot but I'm glad that we're now opening up and warming up to this, to this idea that that's just what it's it is. what it is at this point yeah at this point don't run from it so what would you say is your go-to scripture when you need to be encouraged in your endeavors because even though like we have these gifts and we're, we're good at them sometimes you get to the point where you're like you know what's the point why am I doing this you know it's too hard you know whatever whatever the case is what scripture do you use or scriptures it could be multiple ones but what do you use to be encouraged when you're feeling like in those low moments uh my go-to is Romans eight twenty-eight, and we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him and who are called according to his purpose. And um, that has carried me in all aspects of my life. I have learned that no matter what path I travel in this life, whether it's a detour, a side road, a fast road, all of these roads, these paths that I take will lead me back ultimately to where God has purpose for my Mm. life. And so it's okay if it doesn't seem perfect right now, it's okay if um, God is guiding me into a place that seems foreign to me or I don't understand, mm-hmm. I know that he's ultimately leading me back to my purpose and he has a good purpose in mind for me. And so that carries me a lot. Ooh, child. I think that what you just said is so humbling because to in, in today's society, people view mess ups or failures as like, like it's the end of the world. You know, but we find hope that in Jesus that it's not like you can mess up 50,000 times and he's still going to be there to like correct you and set you back up and, you know, put you back on your feet. And like where I am in life, it makes me feel better that one, I don't have to have it all together, all together. Right. Because nowadays you look at social media and you're like, you know, you're in your thirties and you don't have, you know, this checklist all checked off. And so you're like, okay, well, what am I really Mm -hmm. doing? It's a, it's a learning curve. Um, that God has already anticipated. And I think sometimes we forget that a little bit. And um, it's natural for us to perceive God, especially because, you know, we call him him, you know, to perceive him in the human sense. And we then think that Mm -hmm. he doesn't, sometimes we forget the supernatural capacity he has. He has already anticipated our missteps well before we were even thought of. So he already knows what directions we're going to move. He already He's like 20,000 moves ahead of us in chess. Like he knows how we're going to move and he's already anticipated that. And he's put um, buffers in place to keep us, you know, and he's put provision in place to provide for us when we're where we're supposed to be. And even those missteps are an opportunity for us Mm -hmm. to learn his voice so that as we move Mm -hmm. forward and as we're navigating different things, we know uh, uh, that's not God or that is God, you know. Um, and I've, I've learned that as I transitioned out of Florida um, into Atlanta, and he's constantly teaching me that I'll keep you wherever you are, but if you just, you just got to stay mm. connected. And um, so, yeah, it's, it's a learning curve, but you're going to get there because it's, it's God's got a good purpose for you. Like you said, God already knew like all the missteps I was going to take. He knew all of the, you know, rerouting that was going to have to do, you know, like he's like the Siri maps or the ways for our lives to be like, okay, you made this wrong turn, but I'm just going to reroute you. Go down this street right here, turn back, you know, (laughs) make this U-turn, come back. I feel like that though comes with a lot of patience and it also comes with a lot of trusting in that God is still orchestrating your life. Mm -hmm. That's that word, trust. Absolutely. Like we have to put that trust and confidence in God like you know if I step out here don't let me fall we you know what we used to do back in grade school we just 
fall back and our friends supposed to catch us, you know, you just have oh, to yeah, provide. Because <laughs> if you drop me, it's going to be on. But if you, <laughs> you know, but, but if you, I think, and I was even talking to my friend about that, like we have to allow God the opportunity to show up and to show us that he is that person or not that person, but he, he can be there for us in those spaces when we need him. And um, even in our missteps, we can trust him and go back to him. And even when we don't get it right, he's going to put things in place to help us navigate life. So yeah, trust is so important. Faith is so important. Um, and we need that to, to get through this life. So, amen. Amen. Ooh, all right. <laughs> so we are going to transition a little bit in, in our questions. And so what I want to ask you, because we are talking about Jesus's affirmation of women, in your opinion, how important is it for women to know their value or worth in Jesus? I think it's very important. The beauty of Jesus and the kingdom of God and salvation in Christ is that it it just really challenges all of our um, conceptions around earthly things, you know, in, in the Mm -hmm. media, you hear a lot in the community and in the media that women are undervalued, they're underappreciated, they're under celebrated, you know, not acknowledged, you know, and stuff like that. But in the kingdom of God, especially in the word, we see that Jesus really highlights and uses the stories of women because our impact in the earth is essential to his purpose in this earth. And so we Mm -hmm. are primary carriers of the gospel, primary carriers of the the legacy of Christ and salvation. And so our value is essential, you know, from Eve to the, Mm -hmm. um, to the Proverbs 31 woman to, um, you know, Mm -hmm. there's so many women in scripture that are equally acknowledged and, you know, highlighted for their contribution to you know our faith yeah. and and we can truly find the strength and value in how God has used us but also supported us to carry on um him throughout the earth but also to um use us mightily in the earth as well and so I think our value I've found my total value in Christ you know and um, I think it's important that we dive into how God sees us and how he desires to use us and support us in this life, you know, for his glory and for the edification of others. Come on, edification. Yeah. So one of the things that I struggle with as a woman is listening to the voice of God versus listening to the voice of society. Um, You know, what I should be like as a woman, um, as far as society is concerned versus, you know, the woman being the woman that God created me to be. So how do you specifically or personally how do you block the societal noise in order to focus on what God's plans or voice is saying Mm -hmm. to you um I've been working on that again every so often I I get it right and I can block everybody out and then suddenly I get sucked in so um but I think for me is um one in the natural sense, I have to spend time in my word and I have to pray and I have to be intentional about my alone time and quiet time. And so I set up active mm-hmm. boundaries in my life to shut out the world so that I can get close, uh, get clear about what's within. And so like at night, there's a shutoff time for when people can reach me. 
I don't, I personally don't have cable in the house. I don't really keep up with the news that can be, you know, debatable for some, but I don't because it, it really affects yeah. my mental. There's only so much TV I will allow myself to consume because I internalize it too much. Um, same thing with social mm-hmm. media. I am intentional about social media fast. I will take weeks and months off of social media just to get clear about myself and what yeah. I need to do for me. Um, and I always, and, and, and not even always, I think something that I have wanted to continue to work on is bringing everything I'm fed back to God and getting clear first about what mm-hmm. he said. Okay, this person told me this information, but um, what do you say? And I'm reading a book right now called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And I love this book because it is really challenging, you know, why we rush and how hurry and rushing has really attacked the the, um, Christianity in our spiritual life. And Mm -hmm. um, in that book, he really talks about being intentional with silence and solitude. And one thing that he emphasizes is how Jesus continuously went into the wilderness and into quiet spaces to be with God and how we have to have that lifeline. Yeah. We have to separate from the world. We have to disconnect so that we can get clear about what God is saying and what he's doing and do those check-ins with him. And so I have actively been trying to get back into that space. And and that's kind of what I do to quiet that noise. My um, old pastor, he used to say, um, don't worry about the noise in a marketplace, focus on the price of the fish. And so I have to worry about the what God is trying to do in me and kind of shut out everything else that's happening around me because it'll drown out, you know, and com- and create confusion mm-hmm. and anxiety and so forth and so on. So that's kind of what I do. Okay. No, th- those are good. Um, I especially appreciate the, I call them social media mm-hmm. sabbaticals uh, because I think they're so important to take time off from social media because Social media, even if you don't go on there intending to experience jealousy or envy or, you know, whatever the case is, a lot of times that stuff will creep up in your spirit because if you feel like, you know, God is doing something in someone else's life and well, God, why aren't you doing this in my life? And so now you're struggling Mm -hmm. with comparison and and now like you went on to social media feeling fine, but now Mm -hmm. you're upset, like, (laughs) you know, now you're mad at God and you know, one of the things that, you know, folks should keep in mind is, you know, people are not going to post in many cases, you know, their, their lows. Social media is really to celebrate your highs. And so if you go on there and you're looking, you know, to be validated or, you know, whatever the case is, like that's really right. not the place right. to do that. And so I think it's so important, like what you're doing, like taking time off, you know, from social media, taking time off from what's going on in the news, because yeah, like your mental state is so important. So, and we try to get direction from people who don't know, like, you know, all of us are trying Mm. to figure it out. All of us are seeking out something to try to help us make sense of life, you know? So everybody is either creating their own truth or trying to seek out a certain truth. And yet we um, become so impressionable about these opinions of people who are also equally as lost. They won't admit it. They'll seem like the expert at all things, yeah. you know, but we're, we're all trying to figure it out. And so sometimes it's okay to not feel like you have to take direction from everybody and just get clear on what is yeah. right for you. Yeah. Um, so one of the things you said, you're, you're reading this book and it's, it talks about the importance of like, you know, sitting in silence. Is that what you said? Like sitting in silence? Yeah, like the importance of, um, 
well, this chapter is talking about silence and solitude and stepping away to to mm -hmm. have private, quiet time with Jesus. So with that, like, you know, is it, I guess, is the importance of that chapter, you know, spending time in God's word, spending time in God's prayer, and then taking the time to listen for him? Because I know, like, um, it's, it's so, you get so accustomed to just hurrying mm -hmm. through everything, right? Like, I know sometimes with my prayers, you know, I'd be like, I'm going to go spend quiet time with Jesus, but it's really me praying and then just <laughs> moving on with, with the rest of my day, you know, but how, I guess, how would you say you can get to a place where it's like, I'm really going to spend this intentional time and I'm going to sit here and I'm going to listen for, you know, the supernatural voice of God, or, you know, whatever that process is like, how would, like, what advice would you give um, for that? Yeah, I'm not the greatest at sitting still after prayer. Um, I definitely be like, all right, right. time. Like, you know, I just move on. Right. Um, and so, and I think he said one one form of um, sitting in silence and solitude that he mentioned is meditation and learning the practice of meditation mm -hmm. and getting clear. You know, even the Bible says we need to meditate on his word day and night. And even from that scripture, it shows mm -hmm. that meditation is an active, um, is, is something that you're actively practicing. It's an act of practicing throughout your yeah. life, throughout your day. So even in the hurry of the day, you still should be taking time to really sit in what the word is saying to you or sit in, you know, um, God's presence. And I find that I don't necessarily yeah. hear God audible very often. I don't hear a voice very mm -hmm. commonly, but there are things that will see circumstances, events that'll happen in my life, things that people will say to me, messages that'll come up throughout the day. And if I'm not intentionally seeking God to show up throughout the day, I'll miss him when he's trying to address me. And now granted, he'll get me in my sleep. He'll, he'll, he'll get me how he has to, because he knows how to get my attention, yeah. but I also know how to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and to him when he's trying to reach me. So I'll be praying and talking to God about a specific thing. I'll sit for 10 minutes in complete silence and I hear a peep. And then I'll go about my day and I'm at work and somebody <laughs> will come to me and say something that coincides with that. Or I'll come across a, a yeah. Instagram ad that'll align with that. And so, you know, I guess it's more so me actively practicing the art of listening to God or actively practicing the art of meditating in his word and being sensitive. Because again, like yeah. we, like we talked about society is really noisy. It's a lot going on, a lot to take in, but if you're not being still or silent enough or at peace enough within to hear him as he tries to reach out to you through different avenues, you'll miss it. So that's kind of been my thing. Um, but yeah. yeah, meditation, if you can take an extra five to 10 minutes after you pray to just kind of sit as, with as clear of a mind as you possibly can, um, then that, that could help too. Okay. So uh, practically advice, since we're talking about sitting and, med and meditating, specifically though, for young women, right? Because you're young mm -hmm. and you love Jesus. So what, what advice could you offer to young women who right now are struggling with choosing God's way over the world? I mean, obviously we talked about, you know, taking some time away from social media, but is there any other advice that people can start doing? Like once they hear this, this episode, like, okay, let me try this thing now. Um, yes. Yeah, so one thing that I found to be important to for my relationship is connecting with women of faith or connecting to platforms that speak to women of faith. Um, and so mm -hmm. social media is very popular. 
um, there's a social media um, page called Saved in the City. And this woman, she does Monday morning prayers at seven o'clock. Um, that carried me for a while. You know, I listened to Christian podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I currently listen to Transformation Church. They have a podcast and a YouTube channel. So I just kind of allow the word to kind of speak into me and connected myself to people um, who are in the faith. And that really kind of kept me accountable, but mm-hmm. also like poured into me to strengthen and help me to understand who I, I am as a woman in God. Um And then, you know, of course, praying, taking time to just talk to God, even if it's conversationally, you don't have to come with a certain set of words like thou is to come before thee, like just have a a conversation (laughs) like, okay, God, I'm trying to try this Jesus thing. So you're going to have to bring people into my life or you're going to have to show me things to really help me to stay connected. Um, And when you find yourself connected with like minded people and when you find that your music and your what you watch on tv or consume in a book when you find that these things are catering to um helping you cultivate your godly relationship you'll find that you'll grow in it and it and you'll become um, drawn Mm -hmm. to wanting to grow and grow more so getting connected feeding yourself with the word feeding yourself with godly music um all that will definitely support someone who is especially a young woman who is struggling And, you know, ultimately, if we just sit back, I think we've been around for a decent amount of time um, to really think about some of the choices we've made and the advice we took from our friends, so-called friends that just end up turned out to be a disaster and it just wasn't a good option. Uh, We realize that the choices that Mm -hmm. the world is offering us are very fleeting. They're temporary. They're not really helping us to grow into who we are or to better ourselves. Um, And so if you find that your current way isn't working out in the world, then why not give an opportunity to um, grow in another way or learn a better way to, you know, grow and evolve as a young woman. So things like that, I think will definitely help. Yeah, I think that they would definitely help too, sis. Um, So I have a, I don't know if this is necessarily a curveball question, but when you feel like, or if you ever feel like God has been silent, how do you stay encouraged in those seasons? Like if somebody's like, listen, I've been praying, you know, I've been doing all these things, I'm fasting, I'm sitting, and I'm just not hearing from God. Like what advice can you offer for them to just be encouraged and just waiting? Because God word, God's word mm. would not return to him in vain. Like if God said it, he's going to do it. I don't believe that God will leave us, you know, just to our own devices. If we're purely and humbly seeking to hear from God, he's mm-hmm. going to respond to us. But how do we stay encouraged when we feel like, man, God has just been silent? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think really hold on to the word that God has given you and um, still trust mm-hmm. that like a good father, he has your interest in mind. And it's kind of like when we go to yeah. our dad and say, hey, I want a big old party with a blow up, you know, house you know, when you're young, six years old or something, you go to your dad and say, this is what I want for my birthday. Now your birthday isn't here for a couple Mm -hmm. weeks. You know, it's not here for maybe a month, but even though your dad hasn't said a word to you, you may think he's neglecting your birthday party. He hasn't brought it up again since y'all had that conversation. So you just hoping and praying he come through with the come through, but you're a little weary because you're not sure if he's going to do it. But little do you know, daddy's on the phone with the blow up company and he's calling the parents in your sixth grade class. And on, he's got sis. the baker. No, no, we want Hello Kitty with the pink bow, you know? 
So daddy is stressing himself out <laughs> in the midst of all the other responsibilities he has in his life. He's intentional about working on what you desire, what he has said that he would follow through on. And then that time, the full manifestation of that day comes and you walk out there mm. on your birthday and see the grander, you know, the the glory and beauty of your birthday party. You're like, wow, this is more yeah. than I could have even thought I just saw a cute little like merry-go-round with a water slide but this man had got a <laughs> seven foot blow up you know and all your friends and your cousins from <laughs> Kalamazoo came He's so intentional you know and so right. trusting and holding on to that word that he gave you trusting that he has every good intention for your life and he is working around the clock the bible talks about how Jesus sits at the mm. right hand of the father interceding on our behalf always keeping our needs in mind, always keeping the uh, desires of our hearts in view, you know, and that in the the manifestation of time, yeah. when it's meant to happen, um, that he will do what he said he will do. And we have to understand too, that again, God doesn't operate in the confinement of time. He doesn't operate in the limitation Come of on. humanity. He is well beyond that. And so what we think is the right time, God, God is beyond that, you know, and um, so we have to keep all these things in mind about him and how he operates and does things and know that whatever he said he's going to do, it's going to be more than you can expect. So get excited about it, get prepared for it, and trust that it's coming. Woo, woo. Come yes. on, it. <laughs> if God said that he would do it, like my friend says, you can take that to the bank and you can cash it. Okay. We have reached the end of this episode. Look at us making it to the end what you said though uh really resonates with me because i struggle with the patience of waiting on god because we are mm -hmm. confined to time and we are confined to like our age and you know what god only has like i've set these goals up in my mind that okay by this age i should have achieved this and if i have not god why are you dragging your mm -hmm. feet though like, <laughs> like what you waiting on big g like i need this to happen now but like you said, God is moving in ways. And sometimes we're, well, most of the time, we're not aware at what's happening, even in the supernatural that, that God, like that has to be happen in order for us to even move forward with whatever this word mm -hmm. is God has given us, you know? And I think that, you know, even in that, even in that waiting, there's so much that we, that could be happening for us if we're open and open to it, like the building up of our faith, sanctification, God preparing us for wherever the, whatever this thing is we're asking for. But because we want it so quickly, sometimes, you know, we neglect all of these yeah, things. That's you so know? True. Yeah. So, wow. Thank you for that, man. I, I knew that when I taught you <laughs> to do this, that it would be like this. So I'm not surprised. Uh, I'm just really encouraged Yay. in this moment. So before we wrap up the episode, I would like for you to share with us how is or has Jesus affirmed you in your womanhood? Um, he has really validated me in mm -hmm. him through his word and helped me to understand that I am powerful in the kingdom of God, that I'm necessary in the kingdom of God, and that my life and my time here is essential wow. and it is for an intended purpose. And the more I stay connected to him, the more it provides the opportunity for me to grow and become everything he has called me to be. And so um, that that makes me confident, that makes me feel supported, loved. It really um, helps me understand my value and my reasoning for being here. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, I, that would be my way of saying that that's how Jesus affirms me in my womanhood. You are definitely essential, sis. We, at this point, you know, like 2020, we all became essential workers, but you <laughs> Come on. are essential 
in the kingdom of God. Um, okay, so um, how can the listeners connect with you on the socials? So I'm an Instagram girl. I don't have many other, you know, pla- social media platforms. So for my Instagram page, my personal page, it's Love the Inspo. Um, that's my main page. And then to follow Christ and Coffee. You can um, follow Christ and Coffee on Instagram at Christ Coffee CC. So Christ Coffee CC. And it's the same thing on my Facebook page too, because I do have a Christ and Coffee Facebook page. So yeah, those are my Instagram platforms. Awesome. Awesome. So if you're listening, if you're checking out this, this uh, podcast episode and you've been encouraged by what Carlisha has shared with us, definitely go out to her crossing Christ and coffee page. And then also her love V page. Um, I've seen some of your Christ and coffee videos that you posted, and I'm usually encouraged by the message that you put out there. So I would definitely encourage others to go there and check it out. If you want to hear more from Carlisha again, we are at the end of this episode. I want to thank you again for agreeing to do this. Um, I knew that it would be magic (laughs) as soon as you said, yes. (laughs) Um, but before we close, is there anything else that you want to say? To well, I do want to say something to you, which is thank you for um, thinking of me and keeping me in mind. Um, I'm so proud and happy for you and what you have started with Jesus affirms me. And I just speak and pray many blessings over this platform, over your life and that God does amazing things with uh, this. And just for the listeners, uh, I pray that you be encouraged. Know that God has good things intended for your life. He has you in mind and you can trust him with everything because he's got you covered. Like all say, you're in good hands. What a way to end the show. Thank you so much, Carlisha, for dropping into the Jam Podcast and dropping all of those gems, all of those wonderful nuggets. You are appreciated. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. All right, jammers. Uh, jammers. Yeah. I, I don't know if we should make that a thing. That I don't know. I mean, I'm usually real cool, but jammers, I don't know about that one, Audrey. But Thank you so much for tuning in, y'all. We are at the end of March, which means that we are wrapping up the first quarter of 2021. How sway? The year just started. So as far as I'm concerned, that is wild (laughs) that we are at the end of March. But I am so completely humbled at the love that this podcast has received to date. Um, I started this journey just really wanting to provide a platform for myself to talk and to bring my friends on to talk about all things Jesus and their lives and, you know, how God is just really being impactful in the lives of, of young people. And so, man, I, I look at the analytics and I'm like, wow, God, who's tuning into this stuff? But whoever you are, wherever you are, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I pray that you are being encouraged. Um, My goal is always if just one person is encouraged by what we're putting out there, I think the the Jam podcast is, is reaching its goal. So again, thank you so much. I don't know that I can say it enough. And I also want to encourage you to stay in the know with all things Jesus affirms me. And you can do that by following our Instagram because that is where things are being posted about the jam. (laughs) So be sure that you are following our Instagram page. And then one other thing, if you are 
enjoying this podcast, I invite you to drop a rating. Would you rate the show? Uh, you can also leave a review if you'd like, and then also share the show, share the show with someone who you think may benefit from it, may enjoy it. And I will love you long time. I may not know who you are, but I will love you long time. And um, again, so thank you so much for tuning in. We have another great month of episodes planned. And so be sure to stick around, be sure to come back, be sure to listen and be sure to share. Thank you so much, y'all. I love you, but Jesus loves you more. Until we meet y'all, be good.